The College Baseball Experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their new over-under game. Just head over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And also make sure to download the SGPN app, your home, for all of our free picks and podcasts. All right, already. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the College Baseball Experience. Four bets, super regional bets on Sunday. We have seven games on today's slate. But first, I have to apologize for yesterday's podcast. The audio quality was not up to par. Um, I I figured out that my settings on my computer, I my computer had an update or whatever, and it went back to my computer microphone instead of the $250 microphone that I have sitting in front of me, which is kind of disappointing. But I mean, I didn't realize it until after it was published and whatnot. But um, still, I'm not going to apologize for another winning day. That is 11 of the last 12 podcasts. Our locks have resulted in winning positive unit days, and we're almost up 17 units since that streak began on the first Tuesday of conference tournaments. It doesn't get anything better than that, but a close runner-up is Colby calling his shot on whenever we recorded that Super Regionals preview podcast. He said that UConn was going to win the first game against Stanford, and then he predicted that they would win the series against Stanford. Now, I know I played like a Stephen A. soundbite and also uh, the Dropkick Murphy Irish song yesterday for my Irish hitting on the money line. So I I decided to find a Husky singing remix to play for Colby's honor in hitting the Yukon money line play. That beat drops hard. <laughs> All right. That's enough of a Husky singing. But, I mean, that was a hell of a play. And that almost – the Huskies almost sold that at the end of the game. Oh, my gosh. But, uh, I mean, one heck of a win there by UConn. And a lot of people were doubting them. I was. I, I said that I would be picking Stanford. And I had a disclaimer in there that I, I knew how dangerous that UConn would be. And we saw that dangerous UConn team in the first half of that game. And we saw the team that I bet on and that a lot of other people bet on prior to the tournament. That Stanford team that everybody was confident in, they only showed up for the ninth inning. So we'll see if they're able to string nine innings, nine full innings together instead of just coming back in the ninth inning like they did to Texas State and like they tried to do with UConn. Um, I'll, like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about 
all of the games like I did yesterday's podcast. I'm going to talk about all of them in the preview for today's games. But I do want to run through my locks. I gave out Colby's one hit that he had on the podcast for the Super Regional Preview. My locks, my betting card for yesterday was, uh, went 6-4 and four, if you include the parlay. Overall, the picks on the podcast went 7-7. Seven and seven. Um, just a couple of picks that I wasn't too confident in with the juice and all that stuff. But yeah, it was a plus 0.13 unit or a plus 1.3 unit day. Uh, yesterday we had Arkansas plus 100 on the money line for a unit, minus 110 under 11 in that Arkansas-North Carolina game that hit for a unit, minus 105 Virginia Tech, uh, minus 1.5 run line. That one was a unit play that hit. Notre Dame plus 230 for a half half a unit on the money line. That one, they were never really in the game. Tennessee and Notre Dame over did hit, though. That was 10.5 at minus 120. We put a unit on that one. Minus 140, Texas A&M money line hit. That was a unit play. Uh, the over in the Texas A&M-Louisville game didn't hit, and that was at minus 120. We lost a unit on that. Uh, Ole Miss at plus 105. They won their game. We put a unit on that one. The under in Stanford-UConn was not even close it bricked in the third inning um so that was minus 115 a unit that will never get back and that was also in the parlay so the parlay was already done in the third inning of that game but Oregon State didn't even win their game so like I always say if you're going to lose a parlay just lose everything you don't want to you don't want to lose a parlay on that one leg that didn't hit and there was a guy that tweeted at me um on Twitter yesterday i mean he's had like three of these parlays his name is shames gone um let me pull up this twitter (laughs) feed that he he sent to me yesterday he goes this one hurt today he had texas a&m money line arkansas money line virginia tech minus one and a half on the run line east carolina money line that was the one that he lost but he had auburn plus one and a half and uconn plus one and a half that was plus seventy six seventy two, a seven thousand seven seven thousand six hundred seventy two uh, odds on that parlay. That one leg missed for him. That poor guy. Um, but yeah, that's not his first. He sent me like two others like that too. So just a, a brutal a brutal time against the books for uh, him. But um, yeah, the podcast parlay bricked again, and we are now nine and ten on the year for podcast parlays. Um, I think the number is five of the last six have lost, and we were hot. We started off so hot. Yes, five of the last six have lost for our podcast parlays, but at one time we were like seven and one <laughs> for the podcast parlays, and it is all just falling apart. Uh, we, we've only hit one in the uh, NCAA tournament. Um, Notes from yesterday that I want to touch on before we get into today's games. Texas A&M, they clinched with a 4-3 victory over the Cardinals. Jim Slosnagel cemented his name as a favorite to win Coach of the Year with the move to bring in Jacob Polish out of the bullpen mid-at-bat in the ninth inning on a 3-2 count. A&M played five games, which is the minimum amount it takes to get to Omaha, and College Station is in business, folks. Um also from yesterday, SEC teams went 5-0, and and it is the first time that a conference has ever had five wins in one day in a Super Regional round. Um, for the record, sure, you can shit on me for saying that the SEC was down this year, although I know a lot of people were also saying that uh, it wasn't just me. 
And I was saying that all before the tournament, my bracket kind of went against some of these SEC teams, but I did bet on three of them. I locked up three of them, and they all hit for me yesterday. So um, I made you some money yesterday on SEC teams, so don't come shitting on me for uh, that. (laughs) Um, uh, I won't say it prior to every game like I did on yesterday's podcast, but in the game threes, the home team will be the host team. And in game twos, the visiting team will be the home team. That's just the way the super regional works just to make it fair for the visiting team because they are in the super regional. They should get to host one of those three games. I think it's a good, good way that they have it in the NCAA tournament. Um, But it does provide some uh, hilarious moments. And I'm so sorry to all these Carolina fans, but that was, I handed I handicapped that game perfectly. I just said that oh, it it hurts it hurts for me to bash Colby like this, but like just the ghosts and the demons of clinching and going to Omaha for East Carolina reared its naked like neck or whatever you want to say, whatever that saying is. That was just uh, brutal. They had a seven two lead and gave it away at the end. And Texas Ana, or Texas walked it off on East Carolina's field in front of all of their fans. <laughs> that was so tough to watch. Before we get into today's games, and before we talk about that Texas-East Carolina game for Game 3, I want to talk to you guys about WinBet. Make sure to get on Win's Bet $50, Win $200 promotion, where a $50 bet qualifies you up to $200 in free bets. The ultimate fantasy football experience is when you can bet $500 or more on sports or casino before July 31st, 2022. Get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed, so if you are to bet $1,000, um, on win bet, you can win two entries into this ultimate fantasy football experience. You can also party with DJ Diesel. All users can bet $100 on NBA or the casino and be entered into a prize drawing to attend a DJ Diesel, Diesel, a.k.a. Shaquille O'Neal performance at Encore Beach Club at night, as well as a meet and greet with DJ Diesel himself this summer. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNBet.com to get started. The offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there, and I use it for some of mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry, and now you can make money on Sleeper, too, by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple because in first and any sport, you can choose two or more players that you like and pick the over or under. For example, their number of points scored in basketball or number of hits recorded in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the amount of money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about the over-under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with a tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together, so stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game, have fun with your friends, and make some money. Our promo code is SGPMLB to get your first deposit up to $100. All right. Now, like I said, let's jump into some of these Sunday Super Regional games. 
Um, game one of the day is a big one. It is the Notre Dame-Tennessee game. Notre Dame, or this one's going to be played at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. Notre Dame is 39-15, and 16-11 out of the ACC, and the number one overall seed, Tennessee, is 57-8 and and 25-5 and out of the SEC. Tennessee is minus 420, and Notre Dame is plus 290. The total is at 13, with the overjuice slightly at minus 120 and the under at minus 110. The spread for today's game is Tennessee minus 2.5 at minus 145, and Notre Dame is plus 2.5 at plus 115. Yesterday, Tennessee played pissed off and hung a sixth spot on Notre Dame's ace, John Michael Bertrand, and 12 total runs in the game with a 12-4 win. On Friday, the Irish had fun hitting four home runs in the first uh, first four innings. But uh, yesterday, Tennessee hit four all in the fifth inning. The highlight of the game was when MLB draft first-round dra- uh, prospect uh, Jordan Beck blasted a home run and then pounded his chest with his own bat. Beck went two for four with three RBIs, and Luke Lipsius went three for four with two long balls and four RBIs, and the two long balls were both in the fifth inning. Um, Tennessee, they could either throw Drew Beam or Chase Burns. It really does not matter for either for uh, them. They could throw either one of them, have confidence in them. Uh, Chase Burns is who I project to go for them uh, on Sunday, though. Burns is 8-1 with a 2.69 ERA, 98 strikeouts, 24 walks in 73.2 innings pitched this year. And for Notre Dame, Jack Finley threw 27 pitches on Friday. I expect him to pitch this game, but I don't project him to get the start. I project Liam Simon to throw. He's 2-0 on the year with a 4.67 ERA, 49 strikeouts, 22 walks in 27 innings pitched. With Drew Gilbert back, it's an uphill climb for Notre Dame to win this game because Tennessee has many options out of the pen. Same with the Irish, but the Vols' arms in Burns, Beam, Redmond Walsh, and Kirby Connell, the Raleigh figures look alike. They're all legit arms and just a little bit better than Notre Dame's. Um, we're going to stick to the plan, though. Like I said, we've already made a profit on this, um, and if you want to jump off the train now, I don't blame you because it's going to be hard for Notre Dame to win this game, but that's what we said prior to game one, too. But we're, we're sticking to the plan. We're putting a half unit on the disrespecting value of plus 295 for the hell of it because we already, like I said, made a profit on this series with Notre Dame. We have another half unit to burn with that profit, and if we hit this plus 290, it is wonderful. Um, Notre Dame this weekend, uh, I mean, it was a win to get one, but they would love, love, love to go to Omaha. Who wouldn't? Uh, The lock in this game, the better lock, is the over, the over 13. The over is hitting both both of the last two games, and it wasn't even really close. And uh, over, the home runs are flying out of this park in Knoxville, um, into the river, into the parking lot, every which way. Both teams are doing it. I think both teams have hit uh, seven home runs this series. So just ridiculous between the two. I mean, just on the home runs alone, they would cover the over in one of those games. Um, so yeah, that is our picks for that Notre Dame game. 
the second game of the day at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern. On ESPN2, we have the 10 seed North Carolina, who's 42-21, and 15-15 against Arkansas, who's 42-19, and 18-12 out of the SEC. Uh, North Carolina is 15-15 and 15 out of the ACC, in case you didn't know that. Uh, Arkansas won 4-1 yesterday, and Connor Noland pitched uh, out of dodge. He, he dodged out of trouble in that first inning. Uh, and li- quite literally didn't dodge a baseball that went off of his hip for the final out in that inning. But uh, he went 6.2 strong, gave up six hits with zero earned runs. He threw six chairs for the Razorbacks. Peyton Stovall showed up and uh, opened the scoring for them. And Braden's he hit a solo home run. And uh, Brady Slavens, he went two for five with two RBIs. Also, Hagen Smith came out of the bullpen as we uh, kind of figured and kind of uh, conspired there that what I thought, it, con- it confirmed my suspicion that Smith may uh, have a new role in-, in the back end of that bullpen in like leverage situations. Uh, so that just leaves the question, who's going to start in game two? Because Hagen Smith was their game two starter. Been a little bit shaky as a starter, but I mean, so far, he's been lights out as a closer. That's two saves for him and two opportunities. Um, Jackson Wiggins has been pretty bad all year. Late, uh, pretty bad lately. Not really all year, but lately he's been rough. So I don't think that he's going to get the ball. Therefore, I project either Zach Morse or Will McIntyre. I'm going to go with McIntyre. I think he'll get the start here. He's 1-2 and two on the year with a 325 ERA, 36 strikeouts, 20 walks in 36 innings pitched. And for North Carolina, their southpaw, Brandon Schaefer, who's 7-3 with a 3.73 ERA, 67 strikeouts, 23 walks, and 91.2 innings pitched all year. I've been betting against the Razorbacks with a lefty on the mound as they've notoriously struggled against southpaws, and I'm pretty confident in this being a bounce-back spot for the Tar Heels, and I'll welcome them as slight dog on the money line. Again, I have Arkansas winning the series, and uh, – I have a future on that, but I really think that's going to go into game three with North Carolina winning this game. Arkansas just, like I said, struggles against left-handers. My pick here is uh, on the total. Uh, it would be over 10.5, but my lock is North Carolina to win it on the money line. At 1 p.m. as well, uh, Eastern time, on ESPNU, Oklahoma who's 41 and 22, 15 and 9 out of the Big 12. They're playing the number 4 overall seed in Virginia Tech, who's 45 and 13, 19 and 9 out of the ACC. Virginia Tech's bats woke up yesterday with 14 runs and slammed five home runs, but they didn't slam their home run hammer. The NCAA told Virginia Tech that they couldn't have a dangerous object in their dugout even though they've been using that sledgehammer all year and they have already broken it once and they've basically used it 125 times for their 125 home runs hit on the year. Nick Bittison led the charge with two bombs that resulted in two imaginary sledgehammer slams. The leadoff hitter went three for five along with Cade Hunter, who also hit a home run. My starting pitcher projections for this game is Virginia Tech. I think they'll go with Ryan Okuda, who's 2-1 and one with a 3.66 ERA, 24 strikeouts, 17 walks in 32 innings pitched. I think he's going to throw like one time through the order, and then they're going to turn it over to uh, Jordan Gieber from the bullpen and just go with a bullpen game. The Virginia Tech's pen is very good, and they're um, well-rested uh, after um, – 
Friday throwing some of their best guys, but uh, really it, the Oklahoma game yesterday wasn't too close, so they didn't have to uh, use any of their best arms. For Oklahoma, I think Chaz Martinez could get the start here. He's 4-3 and three with a 494 ERA, 65 strikeouts, 30 walks in, 62 innings pitched. As we get deeper into the pitching stats, this is where the Hokies, and or as we get deeper into the pitching staffs, this is where the Hokies have the advantage. I don't think any team's offense will slow down in this series, but the Hokies, with their 421 team ERA, ranked 26th in the nation, has a much better depth than the Sooners with a 545 team ERA, which is good for 126th in the country. Virginia Tech at minus 165 wins this game. The total goes over, and Coach Chef and the Hokies get their first College World Series appearance in program history. At 4 o'clock on ESPN2, we're going to find the 9 overall seed, Texas, who's 46-20 and 20 and 14-10 and 10 out of the Big 12, playing the number 8 overall seed, East Carolina, who's 46-20 and 20 and 20-4. 20 and we witnessed a heartbreaker in Greenville, and I'm pretty sure I handicapped that word for word correctly. ECU has some ghosts and demons, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, that uh, reappeared against Texas. Um, and I said that Texas would just figure out a way to get it done. And with a late game opposite field approach, they did just that. Friday, both teams peppered the ball over the left field wall, and yesterday it was the right field wall's turn to see all the home runs. Texas hit three of them over the right field wall in the seventh and the eighth inning. The player of the game for Texas was Dylan Campbell, who poked a solo home run and the walk-off winning single to right field to win the game for the Longhorns. Jacob Jenkins Coward. Remember the name because he is having a huge series for the ECU Pirates here. Uh, he had another huge game yesterday for the Pirates with a home run off of the scoreboard and three RBIs on that ball. The jungle was an absolute scene when Jacob Starling hit a ball that literally I, I still think it hasn't landed over that left field wall. Um, that was a huge moment to end that game yesterday, or in the ninth inning to tie up that game yesterday. Um not quite as big as that walk-off, but still huge moment. For Texas, I project that Travis Steele will start. He's 3-1 and one with a 640 ERA, 31 strikeouts, 17 walks in 32 innings pitched. And for East Carolina, I know Cliff Godwin will start either Jake Kukmaner or Ryder Giles, but we all know that the Pirates just have the much betting pitching scenario than the Longhorns. They're literally going to have their starter go two innings, maybe three, just one time through the lineup, and they're going to turn it over to this bullpen. Now, uh, we saw we saw um, Godwin, Cliff Godwin, their head coach. I, dude, I love this guy. Like, uh, he's he's such a good guy to root for, and like when the Pirates are scoring runs, he's out there waving around, like getting the crowd hyped up. He tweeted this out yesterday at 4.42, just a couple of minutes after that loss. He goes, Pirate Nation, our boys need you to be here tomorrow. Our boys are tough. They will be ready. Be loud. We love each and we love each one of you. Um, and there was also a tweet that said, uh, that wasn't even the tweet that I remember. He, he tweeted out one that was like, if we were... 14 and 13 and knew that we had a chance to host it was something like that I'm trying to look i'm not 
prepared for that. I thought that was going to be the one that I was reading off, but, uh, he was, he basically said that, uh, if we were 14 and 13 at the beginning of the year, and you told me that we had the opportunity to host a super regional, uh, we wouldn't pass on it and something like that. But this is the main part that I want you guys all to hear. This is at the end of the season last year when East Carolina got knocked out by Vanderbilt at Vanderbilt in uh, three games. And that was a series, of course, against Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker. How could you expect anybody to go in there in a three-game series and be able to beat Vanderbilt? But I know we saw Van- uh, Mississippi State do it, but still just a very tough feat to do, let alone at Hawkins Field in Nashville, Tennessee. This was the clip after that game that Cliff Godwin said in an interview. Well, the message you said out in there was life's not fair sometimes. It's not, man. Uh... We're doing the right things, and we're going to knock the door down. I just don't know when it's going to be, as I've said, and uh, that's the part that hurts the most. That's a man that's just trying to will his team to their first ever College World Series appearance in Omaha. They've been to the regional round so many times, like the fourth most ever. And they have not been able to eclipse the feat of winning a Super Regional. This is going to be the day. East Carolina is going to get it done. Cliff Godwin's so lovable. They're hosting. That place is a jungle. Quite literally lives up to the name. Give me East Carolina with the value here at plus 130 at home. I love the over 14 too because in two games there has been over there has been 37 runs scored in two games in Greenville. So give me East Carolina on the money line and the over in this game. Before we get to the second half of this slate, the college baseball experience is brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplements. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptions to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It costs you less than $3 a day, and you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay, second half of the slate, like I promised. Um, turn in a notebook, so that was kind of loud. Sorry about that. Um, I, I, as I think about it, I don't know if I read off the odds. I always forget to do that. Virginia Tech is minus 165 on the money line. Um, Oklahoma plus 135 on the money line. The total is 15 and a half in that game, slightly juiced to the over um, at minus 120, and the under is minus 110. Minus one and a half on Virginia Tech is, minus, is plus 105, and plus one and a half on Oklahoma is minus 135. For the... Uh, Arkansas-North Carolina game, I, I, I literally think I forgot to read off all of these. I think I was just rolling through these games. Um, Arkansas is minus 120 on the money line. North Carolina is minus 110. The total is 10.5 uh, with the under juiced at minus 120. The over is minus 110. 
the minus one and a half on Arkansas is plus 145, and the plus one and a half for North Carolina is minus 175. And the Texas East Carolina game, Texas is minus 160. East Carolina is plus 130. The total is at 14. Minus 120 favored on the over, minus 110 on the under there. Texas minus one and a half is minus 110. And East Carolina plus one and a half is minus 120. Really like that one as well. Um, For the next game, though, again, like I I don't know why I forgot about those three games, but uh, at 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, on ESPNU, we have the 11 overall seed Southern Miss, who's 45 and 18, 23 and 7 out of the Conference USA. And they're playing against Ole Miss, who's 35 and 22, 14 and 16 out of the SEC. Southern Miss is minus 125 on the money line. Ole Miss is minus 105. The total is at 10. The over and under are both at 115. Ole Miss. Plus one and a half is minus one sixty. Southern Miss minus one and a half is plus one thirty. A huge momentum swing happened during this game yesterday when Ole Miss was up three to nothing in the fourth inning. Southern Miss thought they had hit a grand slam, but after a five minute review, it was evident that it was a foul ball. Ole Miss went on to win the game ten to zero without a home uh, without a home run, but a two five day with a double and three RBIs from their captain Tim Elko. Uh, that helped them out there. If Ole Miss is going to win the series, they have to steal game two because the Rebels don't have three good starting pitchers, and I don't think they'll be able to win a game three. The only problem is is that the Golden Eagles have their ace Tanner Hall standing in their way. Confirmed to pitch, Hall is 9-2 and two with a 2.61 ERA, 140 strikeouts, 13 walks in, 103.2 innings pitched. And for Ole Miss... Hunter Elliott, the freshman, he's 3-3 three and three with a 3.17 ERA, 82 strikeouts, 30 walks in, 59.2 innings pitched. The Ole Miss pen still has not given up a run yet in the tournament, and the offense is evidently rolling. I think that uh, I think that Hall, he's going to shove uh, against Ole Miss, but I think that Ole Miss can sneak it out in a low-scoring, late-inning win. I like Ole Miss minus 105 and the under 10 in this game, but both are what Colby says, fringe locks. The Ole Miss one, minus 105 just kind of feels like a square pick to me because the the price is they're a dog after a 10-0 win. Kind of feels that the books want you to play that, and they, they know that Hall is going to go out there and shove. My sharp pick is that they still end up beating Hall and that the public will be on Southern Miss. But, uh, I mean, maybe the casual better comes in, jumps on Ole Miss after seeing that 10-0 score. It just feels kind of squarish, but it feels smart at the same time. I, it, it's a fringe lock, okay? Um, 7 o'clock p.m. on ESPN2. We had the number two overall seed, Stanford, who's 45-16, and 21-9 and out of the Pac-12, against UConn, who's 50-14, and 16-5 and out of the Big East. UConn was pummeling Stanford for most of this game, but even though the trees lost this game, you have to think that they have all the momentum in the series by scoring eight runs in the ninth inning and only losing by one, 13 to 12. Like I said on yesterday's podcast, I'm scared of UConn, the team that we saw early in this game, but that ninth inning Stanford team is unbeatable if they play a full nine innings. By the way, I said yesterday on the podcast that the ball doesn't fly during night games at uh, Sunken Diamond. Yeah, right. I mean, the the Cardinal hit eight home runs yesterday themselves. <laughs> so that quite uh, didn't quite live up to expectation as we took the under there. 
Matt Donlin for UConn continues his hot hot postseason with a two for five game yesterday with a dinger and three RBIs. I project that Stanford is going to be pitching Drew Dowd, who's six and zero on the year with a five oh one ERA, seventy strikeouts, thirty walks in sixty eight point one innings pitched, and UConn's going to go with Pat Gallagher, who's ten and three with a thirty three seventeen ERA, one hundred and two strikeouts, twenty eight walks in ninety six point two innings pitched. We kind of saw the same scenario between Notre Dame and Tennessee where the big underdog came out red hot, but the favorite came back uh, in the late innings but fell kind of short in game one. Tennessee came out and they were pissed off and ran the Irish off the field. I don't like the price, so I'm going to stay away from it, but I think Stanford kind of does the same thing, and I will guess I'll pick the over in this game against the great pitching um, just because it was – wild and they put up 25 runs in the first game when both aces started it so that's where i'm at for that game and in the nightcap at 10 p.m on espn2 following that stanford game we have the number three overall seed also from the pac-12 oregon state who's 47 and 17 20 and 10 out of the pac-12 against the number 14 overall seed auburn who's 40 and 20 and 16 and 13 out of the sec the news out of this game last night was that one hour before Cooper Jerpy, it was announced that he would not start. So my, quote, biggest lock of the day lost by a score of 7-5. to five. Sonny D hit a first-inning tank to go up 2-0. to zero off of uh, He hit that tank off of Jake Fennings, who just didn't have his best stuff yesterday. Uh, that made the score 2 nothing for Auburn. And then Trace Bright, Auburn starter, walked a carousel of Beaver hitters in the first inning. I mean, it was hilarious scene when Auburn sent out their whole bullpen with uh, one out in the top of the, in the bottom of the first and all of, all of the fans in Goss stadium just started giving them a sarcastic cheer and roar as they trotted out like five or six arms into that bullpen. Um, uh, after that first inning, though, I mean, they so the Beavers scored three off of a Garrett Forrester bomb. Then they loaded up the bases, but left them loaded, and they only scored two more runs after eight point one innings of straight bullpen relief from Auburn. Now that bullpen's going to be extremely taxed for Game Two, um, which gives me confidence in the Beavers. Uh, Oregon State's baseball Twitter said that Jerpy sat out due to an illness, but in an in-game interview with Oregon State head coach Mitch Canham, he simply said that Jerpy wasn't 100%. Therefore, we have to assume that the best pitcher in the country, in my opinion, starts today, and we have an ace-versus-ace battle. For Oregon State, I project uh, Jerpy to start. He's 10-2 on the year with a 240 ERA, 155 strikeouts. 21 walks in 97.2 innings pitched, and his opponents are batting only 182 against him. For Auburn, I project that Joseph Gonzalez gets the ball. He's 7-2 with a 290 ERA, 42 strikeouts, 14 walks in 68.1 innings pitched. As you can see through his stats, Gonzalez isn't a power pitcher, and he doesn't have many strikeouts. He pitches to contact, and that's exactly what Oregon State's strength is, hitting for average with a 298 team batting average and one of the deepest pitching staffs in the country with the 25th best team ERA at 419. 
Not to mention that this Beaver squad is battle-tested for the situation after a tough, tight regional final series against Vanderbilt. Oregon State will be ready here in Game 2. I'm picking them at minus 165 to win this game, and I'll also pick the under 11.5. So that kind of uh, wraps up all the games. Um, let me tell you about IP Vanish before we jump into our locks and our pod- podcast parlay. IP Vanish wants you to know that using incognito mode on uh, your website and browser doesn't actually protect your privacy. That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all of your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong eyes. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing speed on your computers, tablets, phones, and even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com SGP. Now, on to our locks. We're in our last 11 of 12 podcasts. We have had winning days on those locks. Uh, positive units. Who doesn't love that? In lock number one at 1 o'clock on ESPN. This is the one game on ESPN today. We have two bets on it. Minus one, 120, the over 13 in the game between Notre Dame and Tennessee. We're going to put a unit on that. And we're also going to put a half unit on Notre Dame to win the game on the money line at plus 290. We're hoping for that big jackpot winner. And then uh, also in a 1 o'clock game, give me minus 110 North Carolina on the money line to beat Arkansas uh, with that lefty Brandon Schaefer on the mound. I think that he goes out there and shoves against an Arkansas lineup that struggles against softball hitting or softball pitching. Um, at minus 120, I like the over 14 in Texas East Carolina. We're going to put a unit on that one. And also in that same game, East Carolina money line, baby. We believe in the Pirates and the spirit of ECU. I don't have the sound bite, so I just felt like singing it. That was probably awful, so I apologize to the listeners. But plus 130, that's hella value on the East Carolina Pirates. We're going to put a unit onto that, baby. And for the podcast parlay, we're 9 and 10 on these podcast, podcast parlays. We're 47% on the year, lost five of my last six. Um, but with most of these par- par- parlay, I can't talk. With most of these podcast parlays being plus money, I still think that we're slightly over positive units, like slightly over the Mendoza line um, when it comes to the just winning money on these podcast parlays. <clears throat> if if you jumped on for the NCAA tournament, I'm sorry. We've just been losing like crazy during this thing, losing five of our last six. But today's podcast parlay, 
I have to be confident in it, right? I mean, we're going to go with plus 157. It's a money line parlay between Virginia Tech and Oregon State. Both of these are my favorite College World Series championship futures right now, which is kind of scary to see them both be plus 157 combined. But I have faith. I have faith in my two favorite teams that I've given out this year to win the College World Series. Um, Well, I mean, Virginia Tech was kind of neck and neck with Notre Dame. I like Notre Dame more, but when I saw their tournament draw, it kind of turned into I liked Virginia Tech a little bit more. And I I wrote them in the article that was the number one team that I gave out in that uh, pre-tournament article. Uh, so I guess that wraps up today's podcast, um, the Sunday edition of NCAA Baseball Tournament Bets on the Super Regionals. Thank you for listening. Um, <coughs> sorry. Uh, go give us a review, like, comment, subscribe, review our podcast, wherever you're listening to your podcast or our podcast. Follow the show on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Follow me, your host, Noah Beanick, on Twitter at 77NB. That is the word 70, the number 7NB for my initials. Um, check out everything on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We have a whole separate feed with everything in there. Uh, the UFC fight card that just happened last night, and uh, they gave me a couple of bets. One of them hit, and then one of them, I mean, it was a, it was a juicy KO prop that didn't uh, hit. But I also hit on my over eight and a half rounds prop for the Edgar Berlanga fight yesterday. He tried to bite somebody. <laughs> um, I, I tweeted out the clip of that. But uh, thank you all for listening to the college baseball experience and experiencing the better side of college baseball with the college baseball experience. For that, I bid you adieu. Adios, amigos. <laughs>